Report recorded live on the third largest moon in our solar system, Callisto. He's the man with the master plan to make you wiggle and jiggle like gelatin. Your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrifice to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week, it's not going to get a bit. It's going to get a bunch better because... Well, because you are listening to the Toys R Us report, and it's always fun around here, right? Anyway, this week we're gonna start off with a nice little, uh, nice little story from back in the day. Then we're gonna move into a movie review we saw Tomorrowland, and I'll tell you all about it after that. It's the Retro Toy Marketplace where we are gonna take a quick look at Tron by Tommy. It's a fun show, like always. Make sure to tell a friend. All right, DJ Bot, put the needle on the wax. Yes, sir. I am doing it as we speak. That's cool, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for having that ready ahead of time. All right, let's do it again. Drop the needle on the wax. Needle on the wax now, Captain. G.I. Joe, have a go. G.I. Joe, have a go. G.I. Joe, have a cup screwdriver, other Joe and Cobra figures and equipment sold separately. This is the Toys R Us report, and we'll make you famous, taking over the earth while still kicking in Uranus. There has been a new toy store opened in my town, a vintage toy store. I mean, what is better than that? It's a whole store dedicated to nothing but vintage toys, but I have yet to go there, and now I will tell you why, and I will let you decide what I should do about it. Okay, many moons ago, I was at the flea market walking around when I came upon a table full of beautiful toys. I mean, you see toys, piles of toys, junky toys, all sorts of toys, but these were like G.I. Joes and Star Wars and Migos and all kinds of things you do not normally see over at the Sebastopol flea market. The flea market there is the place you go if you need a power adapter or a cord for your iPhone or things of that sort. It is not not the kind of place you go to find vintage Star Wars dudes on the card, but there they were. There they were, right in front of me, all over the place. I just about pooped my pants. I mean it, I just about pooped myself. That's how nice these things were, and that's how unexpected it was to see them at the Sebastopol flea market. At any rate, I checked out everything when I saw a G.I. Joe that I wanted. It was a low light. Low light on the card, and I picked him up. I picked him up very gently. I know what I am doing. I'm a toy collector. I know what I'm doing. I picked it up very gently and started looking at it for a second when a hand came up, grabbed it from me, and yanked it right out of my grip and said, those are collectible. Could you please be careful? And he took it away from me. I was just like, what the heck is going on? These kind of things don't normally happen just as much as you don't find these things at the Sebastopol flea market. So I was completely offended and I bid him a good day, sir, and went about my business when my wife came up to me a few minutes later and was just like, did you see that stuff back there? Did you see that stuff? I told her I did. And when I was about to tell her how, uh, how rudely I was treated, she went and she told me, 
yeah, I picked something up and I looked at it and the dude yanked it out of my hand and said, hey, don't finger the merchandise. These are collectible. And well, we decided at that moment that he was not the kind of person we wanted to do business with. And well, the dude has gone on to become a big wig in our toy scene. And well, I want to know, should I go to the store that he has opened? At one, at one, on one hand, I say, well, no, of course you should not go because you laid down the law. You gave your word that you would not go. So you should not go, but I want to see what he has there. I want to see his toy. So I don't know. I'm torn. I figure overall I will stick to my guns, not go there. But then am I the one missing out or is he the one missing out by not getting my business? I would have to say, honestly, we are both probably missing out, right? But realistically, I am probably missing out more because he does not even notice that he is not getting my business unless, unless he has bad business over there and is hoping that, well, anybody will come in and get his stuff and would like to see me come through and get some. I don't know. I have no reason to think that's the case because he has cool toys. I should probably bury the hatchet that he does not know is stuck and just go over there and check it out, but I don't want to. I imagine that if I do, I will have a very, uh, a very similar situation to the situation that I had before. So, if you want to weigh in on this, let me know, man. Go on over to the Facebook group, facebook.com backslash icrobots, I-S, double E robots, and hit me up. Or even better yet, go to Twitter, twitter at icrobots.com. Wait, why did I even say it like that? Go find me on Twitter at icrobots and just, you know... Let me know what you think. Just give me your opinion on what I should do about this. Okay, my dudes. Next chamber coming up at the movies. But first, DJ Bot, let's hear that boom bap. Play what, Captain? What is that? You know, the return of the boom bap means just that. It means the return of the real hard beats and toy chat. Play that one. Oh, play boom bap dot mp3. Why did you not say so? I'm just trying to sound cool, man. Just play it, please, okay? Jeez. Playing it now, sir. Check one, two. The return of the boom bat means just that. It means the return of the real hard beats and toy chat. Another silly sucker want his champion belt. But like a microwave these days, he make a melt. He never crossed over, never went pop. You know ISR will give you real toy talk. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? We've been looking for someone like you for a very long time. The future is running out. You have to come with us to change it. Why me? He thinks you can fix the future. Wanted to see tomorrow, man. Here it comes. PG. I went into Tomorrowland not really knowing what to expect. I didn't have a good idea of what the story was, but that's kind of fun for a movie. It's fun to be surprised. It's fun to not know what's going to happen, but Tomorrowland, I don't know. It didn't have anything wrong with it, but there wasn't so much even right with it. It was okay. It was fun. I did not feel as if I was wasting my time while I was watching it, but when it was over... I didn't think that a lot of it had stuck with me. 
I'm trying to think of things to tell you about the movie right now, and I gotta be honest with you and tell you that not a lot is jumping out at me. There were robots that made it, I believe, three out of the last five movies I went to see have had robots in it. Um, let's count them out. There was Ex Machina, there was Ultron, and now there's this. Pitch Perfect... And, um, what's the other one? Pitch Perfect and Mad Max did not have robots. So that is three out of five robot movies in my last month or so. That's cool, though. I mean, if, you know, a robot is normally a plus to a movie. And there are, there are quite a few robots in this one. If that's your thing, that's probably the vision of the future from the past. Tomorrowland dwells a lot on the past and what was going to be expected from the future from the past. It's expected of the future from the past. And in this world, all of the things that Disney and the Disney company were doing at Tomorrowland, all the futuristic musing and whatnot, it was all really going on, like, for real. And that um, all these cool things going on were supposed to lead into a better future than the one that we have now. And even though we failed to deliver the awesome future that we potentially could have had, it's not too late. We can hope. One can always hope, and you can hope that eventually you will have an awesome place to be in. But, you know, that's just, I don't know, who knows. It just isn't a special movie. It's not special in any way. And when you do, you know, when you pay to see a movie, you do want to feel as if you've seen a special project. And this, with this one... You just don't. It's not anything to go out of your way to see. If you happen to see it, you will probably have a decent time. If you don't see it, you're not really any less for any of it, I, I would imagine. Anyway, this has been a mediocre movie review of a, yeah, I don't know, mediocre movie. If you want to see it, if you think it might be cool and you get some passes or something, go check it out. Check it out when it's on cable. That's what I would recommend. Eventually, it will be on TV or HBO, and then just watch it then. All right, IT Robots out. We're going to move, uh, we're going to move into the Retro Toy Marketplace. All right, take it away. Get ready for the Retro Marketplace. Okay, I see robots. This is your one chance. Show them what you got. Tron by Tommy. Do you remember when the video store used to rent VCRs? This was back before everybody was just expected to have one in their house, but, you know, it was considered more of a, a luxury-type item, I guess. I don't know. It seems weird to even rent a VCR, but I got a story about the time I went to a birthday party and we rented one, and also Tron. I had seen Tron many years ago at the movie theater, but for whatever reason, it didn't seem to be in the cable rotation, or at least in the rotation of the stations that I got. So I'd seen it at the theater, but I had not seen it since. So I got, I got invited to this kid's birthday party, and the big draw was that it was going to be a sleepover, we were going to rent a VCR from the store, and we were going to be able to get a few movies. I don't know how many, maybe two, maybe three Movies were expensive, man. It wasn't like a cheapy kind of deal like it is now or was. Movies were like four or five bucks a piece and the VCR probably cost 25 bucks to rent. So, you know, I'm going to think we got maybe three movies. That seems like, that seems like the appropriate amount for a birthday party of the era. I, I think, I don't know. I don't remember what else we got. I'm thinking probably some wrestling people were into that at the time. Maybe we got one of those uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, Lords of the Rings with the Road Warriors on the cover tapes or something like that. 
something cool. But anyway, we got Tron, and then after uh after the parents went to sleep, we'd already watched one movie. Then after they went to sleep, we were like, let's watch Tron. We popped Tron in, and we were playing it for a while when the tape broke. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but videotapes were crazy expensive, so we were horrified at the fact that we would have to pay for Tron. This was a horrifying proposition because, honest man, tapes would be like $89.95 or $115.99. So, dude, we were scared. But then one of the more... One of the more handy dudes in the group kind of came up with the idea that we should take off the top of the VCR and see if we could get the tape out and put it back together. Oh, I did not mention this point. The tape was broken, but it was also stuck in the VCR. The, the front flap was open, but it would not eject. Every time we tried to eject it, it would just power off. So we were also facing the fact that maybe the VCR was broken. People didn't know a lot about these kind of things back then. And we thought that maybe, maybe the machine was just dusted for good. So anyway, the dude snuck downstairs, got the appropriate size screwdriver, and took off the top. While we were taking it off, that there was a piece of silver tape, like the kind that you would put on the tape that said, uh, the name of the store and whatever. Later, I discovered that's where you put the security tag. But at the time, I did not know that. But there was a piece of tape. There was more than one. There was one on each corner of the VCR, and while we were doing it, they all got broken. This will play into the story later. So we opened it up, and we were able to get the tape out. When I say tape, and when most people say tape, I think what they are referring to is the case. But in this case, we were able to get the case out, but the tape was broken. The magnetic strip was broken. And one of my buddies, he had an idea. He thought back and he remembered to how he had seen his mom repair the same kind of damage at a, at a different time. What she did was she put a bit of nail polish on there and reconnected them together. This was something I did see done more than once. It wasn't a recommended way to fix a cassette or rather fix the tape, but it did work. If you didn't have the, if you didn't have the proper kind of strips that we used at the video store to reconnect it, the nail polish could be a viable alternative. So that's what we did. And then we left it there to dry overnight before testing it out. And hey, it worked great. We put it back in the cassette, sent it to the store and no one was the wiser. Or so we thought. It was one of those deals where we sat waiting. What is that story? The one about uh, hearing a noise that connects you to a crime, you know, in suspense or whatever. Uh, the Telltale Heart. That's what it is. The Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. We sat waiting for the phone to ring, expecting that the video store would call us and to, you know, say, hey man, the tape broke, you were the last person who used it, but when you were younger, you think that people are more on the ball than they are. You think that dudes at their jobs are all good at their jobs, and that eventually, the people who work at the video store will track down the guy. The guy who had the broken Tron tape. But I later worked there and I discovered that that is not the case in any way. So there was no uh, no real effort to track us down on the tape front. I did find out many moons later from the dude that the video store did in fact call. And they tried to pull his parents' punk card about the VCR. What it was, was when we opened it up, we broke a magnetic seal that they had. Why do I keep saying magnetic? It had nothing to do with magnets. I, I, I don't know. I am fixated on magnetic tape right now. At any rate, we broke the video store uh, tape that they had. What they do is they will put a tape on, a piece of tape on each corner of the thing. 
And then if you open it to do some kind of home repairs, they can see and that automatically disqualifies you from getting your deposit back. The fact that you have opened it up and done it. So I guess dude dropped it off and later in the day someone discovered there at the store that the tape had been broken. Gave him a call, but dude had no idea what they were talking about. So, no deposit was ever reacquired by the good old video chain, I imagine. I have to apologize. This story was not as good as I remembered. I don't think that I did a good job of getting across the kind of tension we were under. We were waiting. I was thinking about this, too. We were waiting for a phone call from the video store telling us that we had destroyed the tape and we owe them, like, $100. But we weren't waiting for the video store. I was waiting for somebody to call me after the video store called them. And who knows if I would have even been the first one called. More than, more often than not, I don't think that I would be in the position to be the number one dude getting called. So... Probably the video store would call dude, then dude would call one of his close bros, and then maybe at school or something, they would tell me that they got in trouble. So, I don't know. It doesn't appear as if I would have gotten in any trouble at all. So, what, I, what I've done here is I failed to get across the amount of tension I was under waiting for the hammer to fall, and then after that, I went ahead and told you that the tension wasn't real because there were no consequences. I... I, I see robots here. I am a heck of a storyteller. All right. We are going to move forward a bit. I got a Tron commercial. Dang it. I'm sorry. The tapes are not ready again. I'm going to go and find them. Hold your... I'm going through the... Uh, I am going through my thing of tapes right now. Here it is. It is inside this case. Let me pop it in. Tron commercial, 1982. It happens inside the computer. Dimension man has never seen. Kevin Flynn, computer genius, is programmed into the world of the computer. Held prisoner in an electronic arena where love and escape do not compute. Tron, an adventure inside the computer, rated PG. Coming soon to a theater near you. Tron was a Disney movie. I am sure that you all know this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Tron was a Disney movie that was released July 8th, 1982. It was directed by Steven Lisberger. Steve Lisberger also directed Animal Olympics, which is one of my favorite cartoons of all the times. It is so high on my list of VHS finds. I need to get it. I've never seen it. I really want it, but I do not want to pay a premium for it. I just kind of want to stumble across it one day at the, uh, at the thrift store. But I haven't yet. Maybe someday I will. And when that day happens, there will be a breaking news audio. Have you seen Animal Olympics? It's pretty cool. I don't know how well it holds up. The idea is that basically... It is an Olympic Games for animals. I don't know. When I was a kid, it really, really appealed to me. I must have rented it a dozen times. I mean, every time we went to the store, I would get this movie. There was something about it that I really enjoyed. I don't know. In some ways, I think that it might be Liss Berger's greatest work, Animal Olympics, and not Tron. But that's just my opinion, and they never made Animal Olympics figures, so... This might be the extent of the coverage that it gets here on the good old TRU Report. Back to Tron. Tron is the story of this dude Flynn played by Jeff Bridges. And what happens is Flynn gets stuck and pulled into a computer world. Like inside of the computer 
is a world where all the programs and all the bits and the bytes are sentient beings. And he has to try to find a way out. A way out back into the world that we know and love Earth, this world, the world that you are in right now. Tron was dope because while it was a bit light on the story, it was super heavy on the effects. For the time, it was cutting edge, and even now, it is still a beautiful film, but it did underperform at the box office. But I got, I did a bit of research, and I have some reasons that I believe that led Tron to not stack as many chips as it theoretically could have stacked. All right, here's what I see. This was a great time for movies. I mean, just a couple weeks earlier, there were two gigantic openings. One of them was a movie known as Poltergeist, and then there was a uh, a small box office success known as E.T. When you are competing against E.T. and also Poltergeist, your box office receipts are going to be hurting. You are going to be hurting Mas Grande. You also gotta factor in that Star Trek The Wrath of Khan was playing at the same time too, and then the weekend after Tron came out, it was hit with a devastating uppercut. A movie that nobody could stand in the way of, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers starred in the epic flick, Six Pack. Who could get in the way of Six Pack? Certainly not Tron. Do you want me to play the six-pack trailer? Yeah, might as well, but keep it short. Don't play the whole thing, all right? Roger it, sir. I shall keep it short. He's already the country's leading recording artist. That's real good, but he's still fat. And a national treasure. Oh, you always had an interesting way of saying hello. Now, 20th Century Fox proudly presents Kenny Rogers in his first major motion picture, Six Pack. So, hearing that, I mean, how could Tron compete with Kenny Rogers in Six Pack? Despite Tron's uh, lack of success up on the silver screen, they still went ahead and made an action figure line. They went ahead and contacted Japanese toy manufacturer Tomi and tried to poop out some cool figures that maybe people would dig a bit more than they seem to have dug the movie. The figures were great though. They are beautiful action figures, but they only made a few, and the few that they made are as follows. They made Tron, they made Flynn, they made Sarek, and they also made a warrior. What made the figures so special was that they were manufactured out of a translucent plastic, so you could see all the way through them, and they had day glow circuits and whatnot painted onto the plastic. It was a really, really neat look, and really high-tech for the time. Now, these weren't the first figures made kind of out of a translucent material. You had Micronauts, and then they had Fisher-Price Adventure People Space Dudes, you know, the green one. They had a green dude and a green chick. It wasn't that this was the first time you'd ever seen them, but you had not seen this kind of stuff enough to where it was completely played out. That wasn't, um, that wasn't also the coolest part. The coolest thing to me was that Flynn, Sarek, and Tron came with the -the glow-in-the-dark frisbee that they used in the movie, and each one of their frisbees fit into a small peg hole into their back, just like in the movie. That was so neat to me. I wanted those, I wanted them so bad. I did not have the figures at the time, and I only knew a couple dudes who did, and I was just so jealous of those frisbees. I wanted to get a hold of the disc, 
and give it to one of my G.I. Joes. That was really how I felt about most action figure accessories. I wanted to get my hands on them and give them to one of my G.I. Jiggity Joes. Oh, snap. They also made vehicles, son. I totally forgot about that. They made uh, light cycles. They made light cycles in red and also in yellow. There is a rumored blue light cycle, but I have not seen that. I have never personally encountered or known of or even seen one on the internets anywhere. So until we get one, until we get a picture of somebody holding one up with a newspaper with today's date, we are going to go and assume that the blue light cycle is nothing but an urban legend. The really great feature that came with a light cycle was, I don't even know what you call it. It had a black serrated cord that you would stick down in there and pull it out quickly and the light cycle would move around the room super quick. What do you call that? It was like a rip cord, a pull cord, a plastic serrated rip cord. Anyway, the light cycles had those and if you pulled it, it would jam. Overall, this was a really super neat toy line that did not last very long. Only one wave, but the wave was brought back and reissued by NECA a few years back. So you got to watch out. The NECA releases are almost identical to the original. So when you find yourself with a Tron dude out at the flea market, I don't know, man. You got to find some way to make sure it's not a NECA dude. Even though the NECA dudes are just as good, they're almost identical. So... I don't know. If you are the kind of dude who just wants things for your collection, there's nothing wrong with the NECA figures. Just take them, put them out there. No one will be the wiser. All right, my dudes, we are going to check out the final, the final Tron commercial that I got. And this isn't even a Tron commercial about the toys. They did not make any of those. What this is, is a British promo for an upcoming viewing of Tron on TV. And hey, guess what? I got the tape ready for me. All right, so here we go. Be back in a second with the final segment, final chamber of the Retro Toy Marketplace. There were space invaders, there was asteroids, and then there was Tron. The Sunday family film. Groundbreaking in its day. Science fiction cult classic. Tron, tonight at 7 on Sky Premiere. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. He won't be sorry for long. Hopefully not long at all. And remember, my dudes, if you buy something over at virtualdirtmall.com, send me your name and I will give you a big bow wow here on the show. We got some stickers in the works, so hey man, you buy something, let me know, I'll send you some stickers. It's gonna be dope, but we won't have them for a bit yet. So anyway... I was just peeking around eBay, and dude, I am, I'm not going to say I'm surprised, but Tron figures are a bit costly. If you want to get any of the original dudes, Tron, Sark, Flynn, the Warrior, you're, you're looking at a good 40, 45 bucks. Man, that is a high price, but I guess they are still awesome to this day, and no one really had them back in the day. So you're thinking about a 40? 45 buck expenditure to get each one of the fools onto your shelf. Go for the NECA ones. The NECA ones are costing you about 9 bucks. I saw a carded NECA dude, 9 bucks, free shipping. And really with the weight of the box and everything, it costs 5 or 6 bucks to ship an action figure. So dude's giving it to you for 2 or 3 bucks. Take advantage of that sucker while you have the chance. The, uh, 
The light cycles are gonna cost you about 50, 60 bucks, maybe up to 150 if they are still in the box, but they're gorgeous. So in a way, they're worth it. If you are a high rolling, highfalutin type of dude who has tons of dough to spend on toys, you might as well go for it. You won't be sorry for long. All right, my dudes, we are running short on time. So let's move into the absolute final chamber of the show. The Toys R Us report itself. Do you ever think about when you're out of here? Blue snuggle teeth and yak face out of here. Migos and G.I. Joe out of here. No doubt ISR is old school, but he ain't going out. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us report. All right, my dudes. We have made it this far. We have made it to the end. The final segment. The Toys R Us report. It was, it was, well, it was another slow week over at the Toys R Us. And that, I don't know, man. That just seems to be the case. I did get up on something. I bought the Star Trek Reaction Uhura figure. There was uh, two ones. Two ones that I did not have. There was McCoy and Uhura both. And I did not have my bank card with me. I left my bank card at home because earlier in the day I purchased some bubble wrap and forgot to put it back into the good old wallet. So, you know, I was stuck with the cash on hand, which could only afford me one figure. I could either get Uhura or McCoy. And I decided that, I don't know, I thought that maybe Uhura might be harder to come by, so I went ahead and got her first, but I did something. I did something sneaky, and we're gonna find out how this pans out eventually. Probably, probably fairly soon. What I did was, I took the McCoy, and I hid him inside of a child's backpack. Yep, I'm one of those dudes who hides the toys. I hid him in the backpack, and I'm hoping that when I go back, John Cena, that's who was on the pack. I hope that John Cena will have protected him, and that I will have him in my greedy mitts. We shall, we shall soon see. I bet, I bet I will. I bet I will. I don't know. It's the end of the school year and I just can't imagine that some kid is going to go buy a John Cena backpack. I can't imagine that they would buy one in the first place, but I can even imagine less that they would buy one as we get very, very near to summer. And for real, that was about it. It was a holiday weekend, so I did not get out as much as I wanted to. I did go to the dig. I didn't get much. Uh, a Lionel Richie tape. I went to some other places. But, dude, it was, a, it was a holiday weekend, and I just did not score as big as I thought I would. I, you know, why did I even say that? I did not... The gardener's here right now, and the dog is barking. I don't know if you heard her, but that was Ursa barking at the gardener dude um i'm gonna have to go right now and see uh see about locking her up before she goes outside and attacks i don't want to have that happen because he's a nice guy and he doesn't deserve it all right make sure to go on over to supportthereport.com and give us a give us a helping hand with some of the server fees make sure to go to virtualdirtmall.com and get up on some retro or not so retro junk all right my dudes this is Toys R Us Report number 36. We're going to be signing off. If you don't know, now you know. This has been an IC Robots Radio production.